Welcome to the Breach Podcast, a Charlie Mike production. I'm Ty Braxton, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen in today. I discuss issues surrounding us and how to build our faith and strengthen our walk with the Lord. I want to provide you with tools so that you can Charlie Mike. Charlie Mike is better understood as continue mission, and I want you to be able to Charlie Mike in your own mission field. And before we get started, hit the like button, subscribe, and hit the bell notification so you can be notified of future videos that I post. And also check out our shop. The link will be in the description below. And if you'd like to partner with me and donate, that information will be in the description as well. To start this episode, I want to mention that this video is for Christians and not the world. I don't expect the world to act like Christians or to live in holiness, but God does expect us as Christians to live as Christ followers. We will defend darkness many times, but not the Bible. We will not quench the world, but we have no problem quenching the Holy Spirit. So why do we keep doing this? Acts 7.51 says, You stiff-necked people and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. So do you. 1 Thessalonians 5.19-22 says, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. And Ephesians 4.30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You may be woke, but you are not awake. Stop giving in to the culture. I am not preaching legalism. I am promoting holiness. And if you are screaming legalism out of offense, it's because whatever you are defending is an idol. Ephesians 5.11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. 1 Corinthians 10.21 says, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of demons. If you want to do both, you're double-minded. And the Bible calls that person unstable. In the occult, this practice... This occult practice is called duality, and duality makes you the determiner of where the line from where good and evil is. And I think harvest festivals are a good example of this. You don't win the world by looking like the world, by being the world. And I know the intent there, and we will get into the motives of that later, and I think they are pure, but what comes out of it is no different. 1 Thessalonians 5, 22 through 23 says, abstain from the appearance of evil, the appearance of evil, and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 5, 20 says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. 1 John 2, 15 through 16 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Instead of defending and fighting pleasure or killing our flesh or this thing we are lusting after, why don't we fight for holiness? Why do we defend the world with more effort than we do defending holiness why do we defend the world instead of defeating it 
You cannot redeem occult practices and put lipstick on it and think you are not in agreement with darkness just because you dressed it up. We are the bride of Christ, and we are inviting this into and onto our property that was desecrated to Jesus. We are not the bride of the world, so stop defending it like a prostitute to our God. Or maybe you are so faithful to the world, you are really married to it instead of Christ. Hey, with this argument, let's just go ahead and incorporate Ouija boards into our small groups, our Bible studies. Yeah, it's used for occult practices, but it's okay. We can redeem it, right? No, stop doing this. Why don't we just try to look more like Christ instead of testing and seeing how far we can go without getting into trouble? And the Bible even talks about how people are going to think that you are strange or that you're weird because you don't run with them. You don't do the things that they do. People will be confused when you don't participate in idolatry with them. But what kind of Christian are we if we are clinging to the idols they refuse to give up? Well, Jesus overcame the world, they say. Then why do you fight so hard to get it back or fight to hold on to the thing that Jesus freed us from? Why do you fight so hard to get it back? It's almost like saying, I really wish Jesus hadn't freed us from this. People are more afraid to give up the devil than they are to be set apart with a holy God. Listen to me now. The same parents arguing against perversion are the same ones giving up their kids to the perversion of Halloween. But Ty, I don't want my kids to miss out. Yes, you do. You want them to miss out on witchcraft and honoring evil and grieving the Holy Spirit. Let's raise our kids to fear God and not fear on missing out on evil. Because even if they aren't missing out on Halloween, they're missing out on holiness. When our kids were in school, our kids didn't go to school on Halloween and celebrate Idolatry Day. We are called to be sanctified and set apart, not to participate. It may be uncomfortable having these conversations with other parents or even your own kids while all their friends are allowed to participate in idolatry. But you know what was really uncomfortable? What Jesus went through. Jesus may know a little bit about being uncomfortable with a crown of thorns on his head and stripes on his back and carrying his cross down a road to where he was going to be executed and nails being driven into his body. But he did that so we have the opportunity to live a sanctified, set-apart life. Stop looking at what everyone else is doing because comparison is the thief of joy. When you're comparing yourself to the people that are living in idolatry and you think you're missing out, it takes away the joy that you have living in holiness. So I mentioned harvest festivals earlier, and I love the fact that the church has tried to use this as an opportunity to reach the lost. But it honestly looks just like another Halloween party. Here is a challenge for every Christian watching this. Instead, do this. Be on the offense. Have a bonfire to burn occult items and have a prayer night. Those are two things that are mentioned in the Bible, dealing with witchcraft and sorcery and divination and things that some Christians don't even believe are real, but it talks about these things in the Bible. The agreement with demons, those things were tossed into a fire. I know a few Christians rolled their eyes because they don't value prayer either. They certainly wouldn't value prayer over cheap costumes and candy. I'm talking to the Christians who want to glorify the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not the God, little g, of the world. I know you guys are out there, so instead of looking like the world, go change it for the glory of God. Philippians 4, 8 says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is any praise, 
dwell on these things. Now, is Halloween any of these things? We will be known by our fruit, as it says in Matthew chapter 7, not the unfruitful work of Halloween and demons. In Deuteronomy 18.9, it says, When you enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, do not imitate the detestable customs of those nations. There are a whole bunch of things I found in Leviticus chapter 18. But wow, does a lot of that look like America, but I am not going to read the whole chapter. So let's stay on topic. People will argue opinions about how it was a Christian holiday. The Christians tried to incorporate an already existent holiday and never stopped the occult from celebrating it in their fashion. The Catholic Church also tried to incorporate other pagan gods into their Christianity and just renaming them with the saints so people aren't praying to saints they are praying to demons and we are only told to pray to jesus one mediator between god and man jesus christ you may not like it but it's historical constantine wasn't the savior of christianity he was the one who allowed it to be perverted the most so more people would sign up so to speak go to the vatican and see the statues of false god that are on display being honored back on topic this was never a holiday that was used to worship god but honoring the saints was incorporated in it which is weird because halloween is about divination witchcraft veneration of the dead that's how the saints got incorporated into that the bible literally condemns all this you can literally find all about jack-o'-lanterns trick-or-treat dressing up in costumes and evil spirit activity if you just google it if you do the research, sometimes different sources have different answers, but similar stories, but all were bad. So you can look those up. There are a lot of other pagan holidays. I know people, as soon as you attack the one thing they don't want to let go, they'll say, well, what about this? What about this? Trying to defend what they don't want to give up. Like they'll talk about Christmas and Easter and most of those have pagan origins, but they have tried to incorporate glorifying God into it. And Halloween, you don't see that. There are sacrifices and death and gore and witchcraft and divination and the promotion of fear and all sorts of things that other holidays don't have. I'm not I'm not saying Christmas and Easter are perfect. I'm just talking about Halloween since we are here right now. I am coming at this because this aligns more with immorality than it does with the morals of our faith. The world already doesn't think we are good because the word is offensive towards the world. Change the world. Do not conform to it. So my challenge is stop imitating the culture and start being the salt and light and influence the culture for the glory of God. In our Christian life, we must abandon passivity if we want to fulfill the great commission that Jesus gave us. But much of the church believes that we are stuck on this earth with Satan and they have raised their white flag of defeat to him. But if we would wave our white flag to Jesus, it would become a white flag of victory. And then we would realize that we are not stuck on this earth with Satan, but he is stuck on this earth with us, the army of God. In my book, White Flag of Victory, I discuss my time in combat and the parallels between warfare in the military and the warfare in the Christian life. If you'd like to add this to your library, you can find it on Amazon and the link in the description below. If you haven't surrendered your life to Christ and are ready to come to God, I would like to lead you in a prayer in just a moment. But first, I want to be clear. Praying a sinner's prayer is not a ticket into heaven. These are not magic words. You must follow Christ and live for him. You cannot receive salvation by your own merits, but by what Jesus has already done. 
As to receive the Holy Spirit, to be filled and experience what God has for you, you will not live the same life or be able to keep Jesus to yourself if you become a Christ follower. 1 John 2, 4 tells us that the one who says, I have come to know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. Those commandments are to love God and to love others. If you love God, you will follow him. And if you truly love others, you will want others to experience God and give their lives to him as well. So if you are ready to pray, pray this. God, I ask for forgiveness. I believe Jesus died for me, and nothing I have done wrong is too great for the power of his blood that was shed for me. I am ready to forsake the world and live a changed life because I realize how much you love me. I love you, and I'm ready to live for you. If you made the decision to surrender your life to God and follow Jesus, I encourage you to spend time daily with him in prayer and reading his word and worshiping him for who he is. Much will be revealed to you in this time with him. Be a part of a community of believers to grow in the fullness of God and His Word, and join a church that does the same. Get involved and stay accountable to each other. Also, please let me know that you made this decision by emailing me at charliemike.me at gmail.com or message me on Facebook at facebook.com slash charliemikeinternational.